Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into the Mackie and Judd after show, which is uh, Zolget and Declan Goff. Uh, again, if you uh, can do so, we'd appreciate it. Please give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple. If that's where you listen to us, it helps spread the word about our show to other Minnesota sports fans. Or you can, of course, subscribe to our uh, Score North YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Score North. We crank out daily Vikings content. We uh, crank out plenty of content here at Score North as we are doing yeah, I need, right I need now some with Ad, this show. I need some Advil for all this work I'm doing. Oh, Declan, it's unbelievable. For the shows, I mean, you behind are the carrying, you are, you are our Jordan. I am. And it's my flu game and by the way, five days a week. This might be the last dance. Who knows? Yeah, it really could. This is the last dance. Okay, so today's topic, um, and as we were recording Purple Daily today on, uh, what is this, Tuesday? And Mackie and Judd, of uh, MLB Network is showing Tigers and Cardinals World Series, uh, Game 4 from 2006. And you piped up off mic and said, <laughs> I did not want to interrupt Purple Daily with this, but earlier today during your show, Jeremy Bonderman was up, and I irrationally hate him. <sighs> All right, which to me is hilarious. I know. So, first of all, explain to me your definition of irrational sports hate. Because if you hate a star oh. player, that's rational. Like right now. Okay. They, they, they so just, explain this to me. There is something about when you're, especially when you're a teenager and a kid. <laughs> your is up now. I could find There's out something the about a face yep. that you just despise. And now, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll say something here. I have one of those faces, okay? I totally have a face. Mm-hmm. Especially when I've been drinking and I got some confidence juice in me that makes me want to be hit. Wait, hold on. Do you want to hit yourself ever? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I, I walk a fine line of either they love me or they want so to punch face. me in the face. Yeah, it's, it's a cocky, cocky face. It's cocky face. It's a cocky face. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And there's something about some players that I just, they have that look to them. Yeah. And also when you're a teenager, like I was in, in this, in this irrational sports hate era. You you just naturally despise some athletes for no godforsaken reason. So two of them that come to mind. First, Jeremy Bonderman. Okay, I need the I need this one. Jeremy Help Bonderman me. was awful. Okay, I I he had like one good season. He has a career four point nine ERA and he lasted like nine ten years in the big leagues. <laughs> okay, he was a supporting cast member on the those Detroit Tigers teams that had Justin Verlander coming up as a young pup. Yep. There was something about him that every time he took the mound, I just wanted the Twins to tag him. 
And I, it, I he, his face, it was mostly his face. And I think it was the stupid Detroit Tiger, the little turtlenecks that they used to wear underneath their jerseys that I despise. Brandon Inge, the same thing. I'm watching him right now, yeah. Maglio Ordonez. Mags, man, was good. Disgusting long hair of his. I don't know how he kept it so wet for so long. There is just certain athletes that I can't stand. Okay. And I, is it rational? No. Here's another one. Here's another great, and this one I think you will understand, has one of the most punchable faces I have ever seen. Okay. Bobby Jenks of the Chicago White Sox. I think I need Phil Mackey in here for this. Bobby Jenks and that stupid go, dyed goatee wasn't even his natural hair color. I that little, little disgusting facial hair he had. Yep. And don't get me wrong, he's a really good closer. Keep That's going, probably you're why I despise Keep going. him. I there's just some no amount of athletes. I and it's mostly AL Central Divisional foes. Like I don't hate Mike Sweeney. I liked Mike Sweeney even though he was a Twins killer. Like I didn't mind him. He didn't have a punch. He seemed like a legitimate dude. So this is like this is. Uh, quantified by the fact that it's not just a player who you irrationally hate. You actually irrationally hate them for their looks almost. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's the way they carry okay. themselves right. that I just, I despise. I don't know if you have any, or maybe like as a well, youth. I don't define, I don't define my irrational sports hate <laughs> in the looks. same way because it's not by looks, yeah. but I totally get what you're saying. Like what you're saying makes complete sense. I've never thought of it in that way, but there are definitely people who do have punchable faces. Um. My two two that came to mind, and this is going to make no sense because, like, these guys weren't that good, but they would, it seemed like they would kill the twins. And now go to uh, um, baseballreference.com and you might find them completely wrong. But as a kid, it seemed to me that these two guys, and they basically pinch hit a lot. So, I mean, this is irrational because they're pinch hitters, basically. Baltimore had a guy that played for them who was later, I believe, on the Twins coaching staff by the name of Terry Crowley, old school baseball player, okay? And the Yankees had a guy who would pinch hit for them in the 80s, and I want to say his name was, was it Jim Spencer? Anyway, these guys, it seemed to me, would always do in the Twins. And it's like they're they're coming off the bench to do it, right? And it shouldn't happen, but it did. And so I had this irrational dislike for two guys who basically probably as baseball players made ends meet. Yeah. So I've never th- thought of it as a punchable aspect, which makes sense. But like my disdain for two guys who played small roles with their teams does not make sense. Yeah. And now today I would never ha- have that as an adult, but as a kid, to your point, there's just certain weird trigger things that make you dislike certain players who in no uh, way, shape, or form rise up to the level of star player. Exactly. Like like Clay Matthews, again, the look things, like Clay Matthews. Like, no, so many yep. Vikings fans definitely despise Clay Matthews just for the way he looked. And I get it. I'm trying to think of member hockey ones that I loved, and, and mostly during those wild runs against the Vancouver Canucks. And there was one that we loved to make fun of in our house, and it, and it would not play well in 2020 culture, but I'll explain it here. And that was, do you remember Yarku Rutu? Yes. We used to say, where's your tutu, Yarku Rutu, in our house all the time. <laughs> Couldn't stand him. Couldn't stand his little tutu. And, and, and he played for those Canucks teams that were very frustrating. Like, I, they were, well, there they were some great some, rivalries. Yeah, but those guys had some, uh, to put it kindly, cheap players. They did. 
They totally did. So that's, yeah. You know, Bertuzzi and was Matt Cook on the Canucks? Yes. Yes, Matt Cook was on those Canucks yes. teams. Matt Cook did um, something to Jason Marshall. What Did he break his arm or something? I, there was some. Right. There was some just incredible cheap shot that Cook, and I mean, Cook was known for cheap shots, but there was something he did, I want to say, to Jason Marshall that infuriated the wild. Yeah, Yarku Rutu, where's your tutu, was a normal saying in our house from my father down. <laughs> Another one I remember too, and, and you know, I think it came from him. I think it came from my old man. Okay. Was in uh, 2002, the ALDS game five against the Moneyball team in the Oakland, in the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. There was a point in the top of the ninth, I believe, or you actually made it in the bottom when Eddie almost blew the game. I believe it was David Justice. He flies out in the bottom of the ninth. And my, my dad gets out of the couch and says, Yeah, you take that, Justice, you washed up POS. Like, and I remember wow. just being like, Whoa, like also my dad swore in front of me at age 10. I came home just in time to see like the last three innings of that ball game because it was an afternoon start. But I just remember, you know what? That's probably what it is. You know, like this is my old man influencing all these horrible nicknames. And there was other ones that aren't appropriate even for podcasts. David Justice was good. So David, the hate of David Justice actually from his time with the Braves does make sense. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Jeremy Bonderman makes no sense, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Mags makes some sense because he was good, Ugh, but we're hair. but we're talking about guys who you couldn't stand, who really for the most part were no great yeah, threat, just, yeah, like, to your team, like Tutu, Yarko Tutu, Rutu <laughs> was not a threat to the Wild, and, and like was just a pest on a Vancouver Canucks team. Okay, so irrational sports hate. Baseball makes perfect sense, and you've given me quite a few from baseball, basketball, hockey. Or NFL, mm. do you have any irrational players that you couldn't stand from those sports? I feel like I feel like my hockey angst as a youngster was mostly geared at players who deserved it. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks players like Secord and Savard, right? They deserved it. Um, football, there were there definitely have been not as much now, but going back, there were definitely some cheap shot artists in football. And basketball has to be ripe with potential irrational sports hate guys because under your guidelines, the players' facial expressions Mm -hmm. in baseball and in basketball always, always readily available. It's so funny because... Like Sam Cassell. Yeah. You couldn't have liked that face. Yeah. He looked like a worm. He didn't look like a normal person. Uh, I, I remember what's so funny is that I obviously went to St. Cloud State, go Huskies, woo. But I remember, you know, Friday, Saturday nights in our house were rituals. As as we all remember, the golden days of the WCHA in those late 90s and Amen. early 2000s. And yep. that was must-watch TV. And we had family friends and uncles that would come over and watch the games with my dad and me and my brother. And Red Savoy Pizza all the time. Cheap plug for Red Savoy Pizza on the podcast. Because that was usually the staple in our house for Gopher Hockey with, with some Miller High Lifes for my old man. I, I did not drink any Miller High Lifes I'm yet. sure you didn't. But I just remember how much... We and my dad hated playing St. Cloud State, just despised the Huskies. And like to the point where I would say of all the teams, you know, like North Dakota and Wisconsin are like probably the two rivals and go for hockey that you're just always like, oh, this will be great. And things have changed a little bit with with the time. But man, there was something about playing St. Cloud State. And I, I understand why so many people give me crap for going there. For multiple reasons. This is Craig Dahl years? Yeah, Craig, Dahl's Craig Dahl years. Okay. And I just remember how much we loved, not even to beat up St. Cloud State, but just play them. Because St. Cloud State in the early 2000s were actually, there was a couple years where they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they went through a little bit of a lull after the Dahl years and into the early part of the Motsko years. But 
there was always a great irrational hatred of St. Cloud State. And I'm not sure why either. Is it irrational if you're playing a school in your state, though? Because that's what, among the things that made the WCHA, I thought, so much fun, right? Is that you had St. Cloud State, Mankato. And those teams weren't always good, but at least if they popped up a bit, it got to be pretty easy, I think, as a fan of the Gophers or vice versa. If you were a fan of the Huskies or the Mavericks or a team like that, it got pretty easy to spark that hate pretty quickly. Yeah, and even even like the Colorado Colleges of the world, when they used to give the Gophers fits That's because Donnie Lucia made them good. That's right. Like I just, How the hell that ever happened, I have no idea. Like, why in the hell do, of all the rivalries that I remember some of the most of, it's Gophers and Colorado College. Just I played some good games back they then. They did. Which, which is hilarious because pre-Lucia, that program was off the map awful. Right. And you know what? It's unfortunately off the map again. And they've, they've been some pretty bad years down there in CC, but... It's it's really interesting how you look back as a kid and as a young young yes. pup and you just like you know like there are still people who are my age that I consider my friends mm-hmm. who are grown adults now they're in their late twenties okay oh, they're, they're almost over the hill to thirty old people and you're old they're you know? getting up can't, there can't take away your bed he's too old they're getting to my territory and there's still those individuals who think it's like acceptable to at an athlete on their Twitter handle and be like you you're so garbage you're a worthless human being. It's like, man, I would have probably done that when I was 16, 17. Have you ever done that? I probably have. I've done some Twitter purges like from drunk? tweets. Uh, no. I mean, I, I probably did in college for sure. I probably did. I, I've done a pretty good purge Twitter, of some questionable Twitter, tweets. Twitter purges. Yeah. No, there, and it, there's Why a, more people, by the way, don't do that? I'll never understand, including everyone who thinks they might be drafted yeah. in the National Football League. Why don't you do Twitter purchases? All you have to do, people, especially if you had the same handle, and this is really important, and I know there's other apps that can help you out with this, but if you've had the same handle, like I've had Dex tweets for like 99% of my Twitter history, just type in at Dex tweets and put in a questionable word. Could be F, you know, it could be yep. F U C, you yep. know what. Yep. And then you can find all your tweets. Yep. Or, worse, or worse, yeah, we've seen worse. Delete all of those tweets. You know, like it's yep. not really that hard. It's, it, it, it's, that's all you got to do to purchase. Okay. Full disclosure, what do you think is the most questionable tweet that you sent an athlete? <sighs> Angry screed. Well, you know what? I've never done it, but, but Twitter, I, I got on in 2009, Declan, so I was around 40 by that time, so it was pretty, it's not like I came close. Okay, you know what? This isn't You're an, young. This isn't an athlete, and it's not even a coach, but I've even done this in the last five years, and the tweets definitely exist. I've called out Dick Bramer before. Did you get blocked? I, yes, I'm blocked by Bramer. I'm blocked by Dick Bramer. Why'd you call him out? Because he's not good at his job. He's I, over the hill. Oh, wow, I don't. Th- really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know this. This is a that's, friend. That's pretty harsh. I, I, just, I thought he was good. I think last it's time season. to hang it up. I think it's time well, for see, Dick. I Bramer. disagree. I he, thought he was, he was good last the season. voice of my youth. Okay, I, I have a. I thought I have the a, new booth. I have have, get, have given him a pep in his step. Let me say that I have a tremendous amount of respect for the guy. Okay, I really do. I don't agree with you on this. Point. And I just think it's time for a ch- it's time for a change, you guys. Like it's just time for a change, especially for this forward thinking twins. It's time to change it up. Wow, I, I really don't know do. about that. I, now, now Dick and Bert got stale. I, oh, I thought, but since they but since they put Morneau in the booth and Smalley, who I absolutely love, I feel like Dick has gotten a uh, resurgence. I remember there was a game in like, recent years, and during the really lowly years in eleven twelve, when there was a runner at. Second or third, 
And Bramer goes, yeah, a home run would be sweet, but you know what would be really even better? A base hit. And I just remembered losing my mind. Like, what did you just say? Now, why did that make you lose your mind? Because a home run would, re- would require two runs and be a much better situation than a one wow, RBI single. I mean, you're right, but that seems like a very small thing to drive uh, you crazy. It, it, it drives me nuts. I will say this, in, in defense of the Fox Sports North announcers across the board, I will say that they are basically under mandate to be as team-friendly as possible, which is why the wild broadcast can drive me crazy at times, but it's really technically not like all LaPanta's fault. He's told told that the story that I heard years ago, and I think Craig had bought the team by then, the story that I heard was there was one point before, before I think it was common to uh, show it on the screen that they avoid mentioning shots on goal if they got too one-sided against the Wild. So those guys are in a difficult position. I'll say that for them. Gotcha. Because they want to keep their jobs, clearly, and I don't blame them one bit. They're great jobs, uh, and they want to, but by, you know, but to keep their job, they have to remain as positive as possible towards the team. But I, I'll i defend Bramer. I think Bramer, with a new, the new castmates, All right, yeah, it's has be- gotten, has... It was a... Better the broadcast gotten better situation without Bert involved. I I do agree that got now. That if got we're still. talking about Provis going to TV, I love eventually. That. That's Corey, what I want. Corey Provis is one of the best play-by-play guys I think in this town. Yeah, I think he's one of the best play-by-play guys in the country. The guy does basketball. Well, he, he, he does TV. Well he does radio. He's, he's honestly, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. looking to chase away Dick Bramer. Okay, I mean, well, a lot of people love Dick. And Bramer. you know what? I'm not, you and I aren't basketball guys. You know, first. Rational sports hate extends to the booth. That's what we just yeah, found out. I know. Uh, even though. You guys aren't basketball guys first. I would say Dave Benz and Jim Pete are by far the best oh, commentary crew in the state. Jim Pete's fantastic. And, and Jim Pete. And Jim Pete has worked his ass off to get that good. Yeah. He did not step in day one and be a star. He has worked his butt off to, to become probably, I, I would guess, as far as teams go, he's got to be top five um, analyst in the NBA, right? Yeah, I think so. I honestly think so. I mean, he is one. He is outstanding and he's a team employee and a guy yeah. that is not but afraid I, i'm sure jim p would love to, to what he's, what i'm he sure wants. jim p sugarcoats at times and would love not to for but sure but again but, he wants to keep but he's also never afraid to say something negative like tibbs comments and yeah tibbs or tibbs comments, comments or anything you know or even carl's work ethic like he's called out things like that and that's what that's i admire true. that's what i, I admire I'm with about you on this well there's no sports hate for for, for that crew no jim um great. the other one that i remember i did was I did call up Wade Phillips in the 2011 football season when the Cowboys. Again? Yep, blocked by him too. Now, so you called him out and and at put an at I to Wade I, Phillips. I think I did, and I think Wade blocks lots of folks. He does. He blocked Matthew when he just like made a comment about him, like not even in a bad way. And then all then like a few weeks later, he came on a show. Wade Phillips did. That was like I think it was this year. Oh, it that's was a right. Few yeah. months ago, it was. So it's pretty yep. hilarious. Uh, but yeah, irrational sports hate, man. It doesn't exist as much as an adult. You, you become, like I said, an adult, but that does not mean. Well, wait a second. It sounds like you have your friends. Yeah, my friends not do not. Have. I want to see. They're, they're, I want to see. Think about 30. You got to stop that. Like Tell your friends. Don't get me wrong. Cut, cut off. We can we can criticize Richard Patino all you want. But if you're like adding Rich, literally acting Richard Patino, I hope Patino sees it and quotes tweets you back. That's what I want to see now because I just want to see him call you back out for being a buffoon. I did actually, I believe, uh, about a year back, I said, I said something critical, and I think I added Tim Brewster 
because he had blocked everyone I knew but me. Yeah. And I was so mad that you weren't that I was like, I'm going to get blocked by him. I got to. So I put something critical about Brewster, uh, put his handle for Twitter in the tweet and he blocked me. But I was just proud of that because I was like, he has blocked everybody else basically in the sports media in this town. But me, this is no fun. So I've been blocked by Brewster. I've been blocked by Adrian Peterson. I've been blocked by Cordero Patterson. I think those are CP, my three. Huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. See, I got tired of CP's uh, act. I got tired. I got real okay, tired of here's him. the. We can close on this one. Here's the one that actually I don't. I am blocked by this person, and it makes no sense. I did a Twitter scrub, and I've, no, I've, no, I've never had any issue with this man. Yep. I am blocked by Matthew Barry, the fantasy football guru. Oh, yeah. You told me that. And... I, I, I did a quick search. Like, did I say something stupid? Like, did he do one of his projections that I just completely disagreed with? Because that could be a case. I could have done that when I played fantasy football. Sure. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the, by the timeline, it, he blocked me was when I won my fantasy football league and I quit. So, like, I, I rode out into the sunset. I pulled a Peyton Manning. By the way. In 2015, I was done. I was done. Mad, and, and, mad respect. I did the same thing. And I'm telling you, people, win. you will enjoy a football game yes. more because you're irrational. Speaking of irrational hatred. We should do. This is another after show at some point because I am totally with you. Stop playing fantasy football so you won't get upset because the Jets tight end didn't yep. score against the Lions defense. Yep. You can just watch those two franchises be inept and enjoy it. Yep. You, don't, you don't have to get irrationally hey, angry. Hey, hey, don't preach to me, man, because I love what oh. you just said. All right. So Matthew Barry blocked you, though? But yeah, Matthew Barry has and been are you blocked. still blocked? Yes, I'm still blocked. And it's, I, I swear it's because I quit fantasy football. And I didn't add him when I did that. I didn't like say, like, hey, Matthew Barry, I'm done with fantasy football. I won my tweet? league. Nothing. There's no tweet that exists with no, but, me and Matthew Barry. No, but is there a tweet that said, "Oh, so yeah. I'm done with fan"? I mean, uh, n- n- I don't think so. There's got to be a reason oh, yeah, why I mean, he blocked I mean, you. The only reason I can figure it out. No, no, no. My friend tagged me in a thing like that. Matthew Barry said that was like a preposterous projection, and I didn't even respond to it. He like just said, "Hey, did you see?" Like you just added my own Twitter handle on a reply tweet. Sure. And I like that could be the that's the only reason I think. He like saw that and was like, "Oh, these two clowns are talking BS about me." Block, block, and that's yeah, the like only reason I can think of. But yeah, I'm blocked by Matthew Barry. All right, congratulations. Thank you. On that note, the after show. It's Judd. It's Declan. We are done. Rational sports hate. Mm-hmm. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth turkey for forty or a Murray's baked brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of thirty-five dollars or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save one dollar each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's fresh for everyone.